Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. On today's episode, I have my friend Chuck Saylor with me. It's really hard to describe Chuck Saylor in a little snapshot here. I am telling you, you do not want to miss this episode. At 89 years old, this guy's still pouring concrete and doing manual labor like better than most men I've ever met in my entire life. He's a woodworker, husband, dad, grandfather, great-grandfather. Chuck's life has been marked by a lot of small things added up over time that make massive impact. And I know today's conversation will encourage and impact you. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we could come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Frontline Coffee Co. Delicious, bold, and expertly roasted small batch coffee for the everyday American. Frontline is not just about coffee. They're about supporting responders on the front lines, courageously caring for the rest of us. With every Frontline purchase, a percentage goes to supporting the brave men and women who are doing just that. Head over to FrontlineCoffeeCo.com and use promo code FREEDUP. That's F-R-E-E-D-U-P, all one word, FREEDUP, to get 15% off your purchase. Now let's jump into today's conversation. All right, here we go. I've got my friend Chuck Sailor with me today on the podcast. Chuck, welcome, man. Thank you. Happy to happy to be here. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you here. This <laughs> this didn't I, I didn't know if this was going to work. And uh I'm so glad that it is. I have we have a few friends there in Modesto, California where you're at right now uh who helped make this happen from a, a computer and technology and recording side of things. So so shout out to Aaron Perez and Jordan Schlegel, uh two two of my good buddies as well who helped uh, connect all of this, but man, what a what a joy. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's what I'd love to do. We're going to get into why you're here on this uh, podcast today in just a moment. But before I do, could you just give people like a small snapshot of of who who Chuck Sailor is? Like, you know, I'm talking like our even if you'd be willing, like your age, if you're married or not, if you have any kids or grandkids or great grandkids, you may or may not have. Just like who who are you in a nutshell, so people know who I'm talking to today before we dive in. Sure. Just had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. I was 89. 89. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You don't look a day over 70, Chuck. <laughs> next year's the big one. 90 next wow. year. Uh, been retired from the utility company for 36 years. Wow. Uh, have uh, 10 great grandchildren. Wow. Uh, keep me busy building rocking horses for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and fishing. Of course, you know, the 29th is coming up. That's uh, Fishmas. Yeah, Fishmas. <laughs> opening opening o- day. Opening day. Nothing like uh, it. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a carver, a fisherman, and uh, that's about it. When you say when you say carver, are you talking like... Um... Like a uh, wood carving, wood carving, yeah. Yeah, I, I carved Lindy a, a carousel horse, a, a big one. And, and where'd you get that? 
This is yours. This is the, yeah. I was like, this is one of the. This is a small. I, I keep this in my office here at the church. In fact, it's 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 on the background of my uh, of my bookcase in every episode of the podcast. You, you wouldn't know, but it, it still smells. Oh, it still smells like absolutely fresh cut wood. Yes. I actually I actually don't know what kind of I'm what kind of wood this is, but oh man, it smells good. Um. But yeah, you have uh, blessed a lot of people with your carving and woodworking over the years. I'm sure. Yes, uh, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you still making? Uh, are you still making like ch- chess boards, chess pieces, or anything like that? Are you in bigger scale stuff now? You know, I I make a lot of different things and give everything away. Yeah, I I just carved a really neat uh, walking stick, and I just finished it when a man walked by my garage. He said, look, oh, look at that stick. And I handed it to him. I said, sure. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so awesome, man. Well, uh, you, and then, and so, so you said 10 great grandkids, um, how many kids? And then where are you at with, uh, I I mean, I, I want the world to know who, uh, Miss Lydia is as well, just because I know how much of a gift and blessing she is to, to you and the people around her. Uh, but just yeah, a little bit more maybe about your family, and then we'll we'll keep jumping in. Yeah, my uh, late wife passed away in 1999, and uh, we I had two children with her: a son born in 1961, a daughter born in 1964, and uh, well, of course you you understand that that excitement about that first birth yes i do how, yeah how thrilling it is it's so thrilling best best thing that ever happened to you yeah yep uh, i thought that for a while and then i hooked a big bat a trout on my ultralight <laughs> and, and i had to rethink that whole thing again <laughs> yeah so you had you had a new you had a new standard that you had to you had yeah to right uh <laughs> then i uh lindy and i married in 2000 and uh Oh, we've 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 done everything we wanted to do. We've backpacked in Australia. We've traveled Europe. We've we've cruised. We've camped in a tent. Uh, we've just really enjoyed life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you so you know combined married years. You you were you guys were forty something years with your late 42. wife. Forty two. We I have a combined sixty five. That's insane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And 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 you would think after sixty five years I'd have some understanding of women, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm just clueless. Yeah. Uh, we we got to, we got the COVID last month. Uh, mm. I tested positive on the sixteenth and Lindia on the eighteenth. I got through it pretty easily, but she ended up with pneumonia. Yeah. Very sick at home. Uh, when I realized it. And I told her, I said, I've got to get you to the hospital, to emergency. Yeah. She said, yeah, right after you wash my hair and give me a bath. <laughs> and I said, honey, you, you can't stand up. She said, I, I can't leave the house looking like this. <laughs> so yeah. so, so I, I accomplished that yeah. and, and got her to the hospital. And then I thought, I thought back a couple of years. I should have known this because... Working in the shop, I cut the end of a finger off. So oh gosh, that's right. I, I go in the house and I say, I've hurt myself and I have to go to the hospital. She disappeared down the hallway, changed her clothes, fixed her hair, did her makeup, 
and I'm standing in the kitchen bleeding in a, in a plastic bag. <laughs> so I should have known. Yeah. Oh my God. See, Lydia gives she's give, she's giving you a run for your money. I mean, she's, oh my goodness. She, yeah. Yeah. She keeps you on your toes. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And and what a what a warrior and, and a fighter she is too. Just a fighter for life and things that she's overcome. I mean, I just the two the two of you are unbelievable when I think about your story together, even in this like last, you know, or, or second half of life, you know, or, or more, how much the two of you have overcome even, you know, with each other is, is insane. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the, the lady that introduced us passed last year from COVID and wow. uh, sorely miss her. Yeah. But, uh, it, it all started when I was a member of, of a Southern Baptist church a church that I helped build the building in 1980. Right. And and this lady was a part of that membership. And she was also a member at Bethel. So she knew Lindia and she knew me. And when my wife passed, she thought we should be together. And she was right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like Lindy was, Lindy was married before 39 I, years yeah uh-huh. okay so you guys were real close both of your spouses were you know you're close to that 40 years or so right uh, and then he passed right yeah so so here you are in two different churches but in the same city right uh and this lady third party you know but knows you both introduces you what you know what which one of you took longer to warm up to the idea uh me okay yeah i i uh hesitated. I had her phone number and didn't call it. And I got a call from this lady. And she said, what's wrong with you, boy? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She said, you've not called Lindia. And I said, well, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And so I did. And uh, it went from there. Yeah. 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 And and it went from there like, like I remember, you know, even just recently remembering some of your story, like it wasn't a very long time. Like you were like, you knew pretty quickly. This was, this was the woman, you know, for the next part of your life here, you wanted to spend the rest oh, of that, that time. Oh, absolutely. We were married within four months. So <laughs> yeah, right. See, okay. Okay. So, and then that, that was similar to, to your, to your late wife. My late wife. Yeah. Right. I mean, from, from meeting to marriage was a four month span. Yeah. I got discharged from the Navy at Treasure Island. And uh, bought a ticket to go back to upstate New York, where it came from. And then remembered I had promised a guy on the ship I'd say hi to his folks in Modesto. So got on a Greyhound, came down here, and uh, got a hotel room at the old Hotel Cavell and and called the number he gave me. His mom came and got me. He said, no, you'll stay at our house. His sister came home from work at five that night. I married her three months later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that goes against everything that like standard oh, yes. day, right? And yet here you are, you know, with a 40 plus year marriage and a 20 plus year marriage. Especially with Lindia, because she told her three boys, date at least a year. Yeah. Nothing less. Yeah. And, and then she marries in less than four months. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. So, so because we're there, because there's, I have a few stories in my mind when I think about yeah. things that, that we've talked about and uh, just some of the life lessons that you've learned, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of age spectrum that will, that listen to this podcast and, and will see or watch these videos. Uh, so, but, but there are, there is a younger audience out there too, young, you know, young as in like maybe under, under 30, right? 25, some of them un, unmarried, but wanting to figure out more of that world. 
what what do you what do you attribute? Give, give, what's some of the stuff off the top of your head and in your heart when you think about the some of the keys to that long lasting committed marriage relationship? If if you could figure it out in four months, how are you? How did you stay so long? And yeah, what what are some of the things you'd say? Make this is some keys. You know, I think it's it's actually a lot of the little things that amount to everything. Uh, the little things I do for her. Uh, in the winter, I go to bed. I go to bed early. I'm at eight o'clock. Go to bed early. Yeah. So I go to bed early. In the winter, I go to bed on her side, so I'll warm it up for her. Oh, man. Uh, I still put my hand on her pillow to make sure she wakes me every night so we have that time together uh, before we go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, I fix her coffee. I, I just do every little thing I can do for her. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the same as I did with my late wife. Yeah. Yeah. That little stuff all adds up. It adds up. Tremendously, yeah. It it might seem strange, but I've never bought Lindy a gift. Wow, twenty three years I've never bought her a, a Christmas gift, a birthday gift, uh, but I buy her gifts all the time. It, it's on an as need basis or a want basis or whatever. Not nothing structured. Yeah. One of the reasons you're here today is because of the way that when I lived in Modesto, so Holly and I, you know, we got married right after we had moved down to Modesto in 2012. Uh, we we both lived in like a, I, I was living at a family's house that went to the church at the church that you were at at that time, Bethel Church, uh, which the the Elrods, Tom and Jody Elrod, you remember oh, them? Oh yes, sure. Yeah, so the, uh, I was living with them, and Holly came down and was living with Pastor Kyle and Marcia. Uh, who are the the lead pastors now? They got um, transitioned in from that time back in two thousand and I think eleven, right before we got there. And uh, Holly and I got married shortly after that. And well, I was quickly introduced to you, so we came down to be the new youth pastors there, and uh, became good friends with a, a young man friend named Jordan Schlegel, who actually was already on on the podcast before. Right. Uh, and uh, Jordan could, I mean, you were Jordan's and still are. I can't imagine. There's not much that's changed. Uh, you, Jordan's like, there's not a, there's not a manlier man. There's not a, and it's not just man like, you know, can go to war and do the, do the quote unquote manly stuff of, you know, what most people stereotypically was a, but you just had a different level of grit for life and also joy for life. Uh, that, I mean, Jordan was, you just were Jordan's guy. You always were doing something with him or some project around the church or somewhere at somebody's house. And, uh, I think he was the one that introduced us to each other from being at church together, but I could not really understand how somebody, you know, so that's 2012. If you're, if you just turned 89, right. right. It's a, it's a 2023 here. We, we are in your late seventies when I met you. Uh, I couldn't understand how somebody in their late seventies was doing as much physical work and labor and long hours and strength required stuff on a daily, weekly, monthly basis as you were. Yeah, I understand that. What? Yeah. So yeah. what? How? How? You're eighty nine. You're 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 a strong eighty nine. You're not just an eighty nine year old man who's, you know, like. 
like the majority of 89 year old men that are still living out there. You're like an 89 year old man who could be like, Hey, you need something dug up. You need a ditch dug in your backyard to pour some concrete. I can do it like today. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, how, how is that? A, how is that a thing? It's a God thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It. It's my entire life has been directed by God. I, yeah. I understood that as a child. With with all the adversity I faced as a child, yeah, I, I met some wonderful people in foster care. Mom and Pop Smith. Mom went to a little Baptist church in the town we lived in. That's where I got introduced to Jesus, because yeah. I didn't have anybody in my life, and and He fit right in. I mean, we were yeah. we were buds. Yeah, at Terra. Yeah. And yeah, and this went on for the, as long as I can remember. One of the things that I, I I look back on now is, I I thought I was was saved. Sure. And I, and I, and I wasn't, and I didn't know that until I met a chaplain after I enlisted in the Navy, and he he directly asked me the question. You know, have have you had a time in your life when you invited Jesus into your heart. And I thought a minute and said, well, no. And then we took care of that right there. Yeah. That that was like 1954, you know, some, wow. somewhere around Japan. And, and uh, so as tough as things were, I knew that God was directing my life. And there were times when I would say, Sure about that, God? Yeah, <laughs> it's just pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's yeah. it's God directed, and and my, yeah. and I don't understand my physical capabilities. Uh, yeah. I'm still taking the kayak out fishing. <laughs> uh, it, oh my gosh! I well, so I mean, there's so we got. Chuck, you became a really special person in my life in a season where, okay, so I had just, this was my first season moving out of kind of like my, my family's home, uh, as a young man. Right. So I moved to Modesto 20 had, um, you know, had some, some experiences where I was out, you know, but still kind of was doing an internship and some, some, some stuff up in my hometown, living in my parents' house. And when I got the call to come to Modesto to be a youth pastor at Bethel Church, uh, now one church with Kyle and Marcia, uh, it was the first step really out for me. Now, very, very different lives, obviously, from where you you had a lot of out before you graduated and before you were in your 20s. But but for me, that was like, OK, I'm going and starting to really become a, my own man now. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to go, go, go work in a new kind of way. I'm going to, and I had had plenty of jobs before, but this was different. I was going to go get married, uh, and begin to provide for a family. And Holly and I didn't think we were going to be in Modesto, uh, you know, actually too long. We thought to ourselves, man, you know, this is the, this is the next kind of just get, cut our teeth on ministry and, uh, get some good experience. And we loved Kyle and Marcia. But we we always would say that we're we're not going to probably be here much more than two years because we want to buy a house one day and we want to have start having kids, and uh, we don't think we're going to do that, you know, in Modesto. Well, little yeah, that was the you know, and that was kind of the are you sure about this God kind of thing <laughs> because very quickly we just fell in love with the people, the community, right? Uh, pe- pe- people like you, and now and then all of a sudden we found ourselves, you know, buying a house and 
our getting having our first child right right but uh so you you were a person that came into that moment in my life that season and you know i have a great father uh i have some great men in my life but again this i'm i'm stepping out a little bit my dad's giving me some space i'm trying to become my own man and when something's broken or something's not working trying to figure it out but also i don't i don't i don't know what i don't know and you had become a, a a voice and not just a voice, but a presence consistently that showed up in my life that said, oh, we could, we could do that together. <laughs> we could, we could fix that. We could get that done. And, uh, the, the two biggest ones I'll never forget were, uh, you helped me do some landscaping in my backyard. We, 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 we put a concrete kind of mow strip across the middle of the backyard and that was some concrete work, but the but the one that's like stamped on me forever is gonna be uh, the the refinishing of our hardwood floors oh, yes. at our little house at seventeen twenty five Lock Road in Modesto, California. Do you you remember I that? Remember that? Yes. <laughs> I I uh, and that we got and we spent several days together because it was long days, and then you know I think even a weekend or two after you came back and helped you know continue to to help me get that thing dialed in, but we. We pulled up that carpet thinking we're going to be the next Chip and Joanna Gaines fixer uppers, found some original hardwoods underneath that nasty carpet. And uh, as I started to get into it, I quickly realized I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think somewhere along the way you said, oh, that we could. I mean, that's easy. You know, we could we could take care of it. We could do that. And uh and I'll just, I'll never forget, man, standing on that. <laughs> I've got pictures. I wish I had them with me standing on that uh, sander, that kind of industrial size sander yes. we, we rented from Home Depot right. and you were, <laughs> you were pushing it and I was standing on the front of it to try to keep, get it more weight because it wasn't <laughs> doing enough. And I mean, that was just an experience. I'll never forget the way you, you leaned in and, and helped show me what it, what it meant to, to be a man, what it, what it showed me what it meant to be selfless and serve and uh, and just spend time. I mean, the stories I got to listen to from your life along those projects. I mean, I'll just, I'll never forget them. Uh, I'll never forget them. Yeah, we had a great time doing that work. Uh, I yeah. remember it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of sanding. Yeah, a lot of sanding. Yes. It was an un, unnecessarily uh, amount of, unnecessarily large amount of sanding. But it turned out, inc- I mean, beautiful, like, the the way that that finished product on those floors looked after it was all said and done was was pretty incredible. I'll never, yeah, just yeah, really really special. I've I've never had any trouble tackling any kind of work. Uh, yeah. When Lindy and I bought our home in uh, two thousand one, it the house needed a roof. Yeah, I hired a company to take the old roof off, and I put the new one on what? myself. Every <laughs> shingle. Uh, I I had concrete broken out, and I replaced uh, walkways and built walls, and uh, I, I had a room that was sunken. I raised it up level. Uh, I I, and now of course I've got YouTube. I can do yeah. most anything. Right. Yeah. Right now, now, now there's an unlimited uh, uh, amount of what you're able to do just now that you've got the knowledge of what can be out there. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, what's different, though, about our generation and your generation, but also you're an anomaly still for your generation, is that we have all of the access to YouTube, but we, we don't have <laughs> some of that 
uh, hard work, commitment, stick to itiveness. Right. Don't give up. Right. That that you've got. Yeah, there's several areas that we differ. Uh, sure. I can think of one. Uh, if if you get a chest pain, I'm thinking you're thinking tacos. <laughs> I, I get a chest pain. I'm thinking maybe tacos, but more heart attack. Yeah. And so, so I look at my watch and say, "Well, if I'm alive in an hour, it's tacos." No. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, I just turned 32 uh, this last weekend, and so uh, I'm I'm thinking a little bit more about tacos now. Tacos that that hurts me a little bit more than uh, than I wanted to hurt nowadays, but. Uh, Chuck, when you, when you think about what, when you think about your life right now at 89, you know, one of the things that I, that's just so impactful about you that most, almost everybody that comes in contact with you would say, if they've had a chance to really, you know, get, get to hear something from you besides just the pat. Well, even, even a man passing your sidewalk that you give them something that you made. Most of the people that you've come in contact with walk away with a similar sentiment that. You really have, uh, you really look at life like it's a gift. You really look at life like it's a joy to live, and y- you don't have this um, "woe is me." You don't have this uh, "man, I'm just," you know, the the world's going to hell in a hat basket, and you know, I this person, this this generation, this church, this, and it doesn't, you know, it's not that you don't have those feelings or you know beliefs at moments, but it just doesn't come out of you in a way that the flavor that people get when they are around you is, is, is just much more positive. And again, I, the rare thing that I'm trying to identify is I don't, I don't see a lot of people in your generation in the, the bracket of age, almost 90 years old that are going, you get around them and they're just, they're that full of life and joy. Uh, I mean, can you tell me just a little bit more of, of what you think that you would attribute that to at this stage in your life? Oh, listen. You know, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I I think because of the way I was raised, the the awful childhood I had. Once I broke free of that, I just had a joy for life, uh, and I've never lost it. It just it's yeah. always been there. I love people. Uh, we have a slew of great grandkids. I love being around them. I like making things for them. I like giving people things. I like making people things out of wood and get yeah. and and giving them to them. Uh, right. I, I like working for people. Uh, I, I'll still pour concrete. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it just it's just who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it's it's evident. I mean, people in this it, it, that whole concept that you said at the very beginning about like the marriage like what are some of those keys to that to the healthy and long lasting marriage about uh the small things adding up now, that's really that's really that's really your life that's, it. that's really that's that, it that's not just the marriage it's it's your relationships with people it's it's probably i would uh, even your your careers and and different things that you've experienced but you're a you're a consistent small things add up to big impact guy oh yes right and, and, and that's why, that's why, you know, I, I wanted you on today. It was, it was, it, you know, just in that five, five and a half years I was there, there were just these consistent small things that, that actually really for me were, were big things because of my inexperience in life. But the way you, I just felt like, man, who am I? You know, I'm this young 20 year old, 21, 22 year old youth pastor 
who's probably, you know, bit off more than he can chew with a, his first house and trying to do some floor project. And, and here you are, man, showing up at, you know, whatever in the morning, ready to go and saying, let's do this. And I just, I just felt like, why, why is this guy giving me this kind of time and, and work and effort when he gains nothing from this? Uh, that was something that marked me. Yeah. The same thing happened when, when, after I retired, I gave five years to Habitat for Humanity. I became the Stanislaus County building superintendent, ser- wow. served on the board of directors. Uh, that That's giving to the community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. What do, you, what do you say to people that would say they have a hard time justifying the world of like, you know, that, okay, here's, and again, maybe you don't have this in part of where, the, but, but I know some people do, but how would you speak to it? It's this, if I give like that, I'm going to be without if I, whether, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's resource energy, but just that fear of, of that stops a lot of people, I think at times from being whatever it is, giving generous, whatever, how, what would you say to that person? I guess because growing up, I never had anything. So I never really got attached to material things. Uh, Mm -hmm. never meant much to me. Uh, and and it's just very easy for me to give. It's more difficult yeah. for me to receive. It's very difficult. Mm. Uh, I have a huge mistrust of almost everybody from the way yeah. I was raised. Sure. And it takes a long time for me to get get around that. Sure. It's, it's, it doesn't come naturally to me to just to warm up to somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how to answer that uh, other than. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's good. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, I think that part of that, the fact that you even have that kind of awareness to know that you have a hard time trusting people because of your childhood and different things. Um, even that in and of itself speaks a lot about who you are. Your, your, your awareness to know where you are, where you're strong, where you're weak, uh, I don't, again, that's a, that's a rare piece to have in, in this season of life from a lot. And most of the people that are in your generation are going like, uh, this is me. I don't I don't see all the, any of the issues or where areas of weakness and you all are the problem. <laughs> and, uh, man, you just don't exude any of that. Okay. There's one thing I, I have, I have one of the, the Chuck isms, yes. if you will, that has sunk into my soul. It's a story you shared about just, uh, a good night's sleep. And, uh, and I, I have shared this little story or illustration in several places since I've been, uh, since I moved from Modesto, you know, Holly and I moved down there in 2012. Then we moved up to Washington here where we are now in 2017. So we, we haven't been down there in uh, almost six years. We've been visited, but we haven't been living there, but I've shared this story probably four or five times. And it was, uh, something along the lines of, of how you get a really good night's sleep every night. And, uh, and I don't know if you even remember what you said, but but I, I have a feeling if I say it, you will. But it was along the lines of like I I, I go to bed every night with a clear That's conscience. It. Yes. Yeah. I, I still do. I I just embarrassed somebody last week with that statement, you know, because uh, they said something about sleeping. I said, Yeah, I got a good eleven hours last night, and they said, yeah. How do you do that? And I said, uh, I really don't want to tell you. They said, Come on, tell me. And I said. <laughs> It's a clear conscience. 
<laughs> yeah. But just that the power of of like, man, I'm 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 gonna settle the stuff I need to settle. I'm not gonna live with uh I'm not gonna live with skeletons in my closet. I'm not gonna I don't know. There's something about that as a as an older man who's lived a lot of life that that statement was a uh it was impactful for me because it's something that I you know I genuinely I, I go okay how's my heart how's the inside of me right if the at the outside of me is is unsettled or not at peace it, it's usually an indicator of something going on the inside of me and and that's that clear conscience piece that I go man I'll never forget <laughs> Chuck yeah. saying that and how important that is so that's that's one of them and then there's there's another story I'll never I'll probably never be able to share on the podcast but here's what I need to say I can resonate now with you more because of, of a recent season in my life and it was <laughs> all, here's all I'll say it was it was the process at which a man um, goes through a procedure to where he can't have kids any, anymore. Yes. That that process, there's a story, there's a story that I'll never forget. I'm not saying it here, but I'm saying it now. I, you and I are now in the same boat, and so I just recently experienced that world, and I could not stop laughing because I remembered the story that you shared with your experience, and I just need you to know it it brought joy to my heart <laughs> and a smile to my face as I uh, I stepped into that process myself. <laughs> and I'll just say this: I went fishing. In my there head, okay, okay. So I just, I just needed to shout that, shout that out to you because that was, that was about a month, a month ago, and, uh, and I thought about you, uh, Chuck. One of the things I ask every, every podcast guest is the question around what's something in their life, in the past or, or even present, that they, they would say that has held them back from being who they were made to be, who, who God made them to be. Uh, and, and how have you overcome that thing or are you overcoming it now? Is there anything you'd say, man, from the past or where you are now? Yeah, just like I mentioned, it'd be my distrust of people. And yeah. and uh, I don't think I'll ever get over that. It, it's, yeah. I, I overcome it, but it, it's always there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's always in, a, in, in the background. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Do you... Um, do you feel like when you you think about Jesus in your life now at eighty nine, yes, and and just a Christian community uh, being being a part of a church or you know obviously lots has impacted that over the years in different ways, um, but just what would you say that the value of your relationship with Jesus and and being a part of a community of people that help you with that or keep keep you in some kind of relationship there. How has that been a part of your life in the later years and, and where you are even now? Like what kind of value has that been bringing you when you think about it? Yeah. When I think about it without that, I I would not be who I am today. I know that. Yeah. Uh, I, there are a lot of kids that grew up the way I did that were lost. And, and it was simply a matter of Jesus coming into my life at a time when, when it was important, when I was a child and, and, maintaining that all yeah. these years uh yeah it's it's wonderful to see my grandchildren uh develop a relationship like with jesus and yeah. and i learned something from my youngest granddaughter about prayer and, and we think yeah i know how to pray uh, the bible teaches us how to pray but sincere prayer she was nine years old. Her grandmother had passed. Uh, 
five years previous to that. They were at mm-hmm. the cemetery, and my daughter, uh, at the, when they after they would clean the headstone and and talk about grandma, then then they would pray and then leave. And the granddaughter said, "Mom, let me pray this time." And and Christy said, "Well, sure, honey." And and uh, and the granddaughter said, "God, I know you needed my grandma for something, but I want you to know I'm not real happy about it." <laughs> and I thought, how wonderful yeah. is that? Yeah. If we could do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Be be real. It would be real. And ge- yes. And genuine. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Well, I I just want to say thank you, man. Thank you. As a ten, so ten or eleven years ago, as you as I was in, you know introduced to you and and you kind of you you allowed me into your life i i knew you didn't you don't just you know let anybody in like that you you you'd help you'd help pretty much anybody yeah. but but i but i knew what what i was getting at the the opportunity to experience wasn't just help it was it was a, a part of your a part of your heart a little bit and part of the you, you did let me in a little bit and i consider myself extremely privileged and blessed to get a snapshot of of more of the uh the inside of Chuck Saylor and getting that to, to be a part of your guys' lives in that season, it it's stamped on me. And uh and I'm excited to be able to to share more of that with my my two my, I have four kids now, but I don't know if you I knew that, that. four. Yes. Okay. Yes. But 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 we only had Weston when we were right. there. And uh for Weston and Bo, my other boy now, um, and then Delaney and Joy to get to just, you know, share pieces of of the way that you you impacted Holly and I when we were first there in Modesto and first married. Uh, is going to last a long time in our in our family's heritage because of the way that you, those small things over time added up to big impact. Right, and uh, that that really is kind of the the story of your life in a way that is just so beautiful, man. And it, it's such a joy to get to see your face. And you, I'm serious, I cannot believe Chuck. I'm looking at the through the screen, right? But I can't. You don't. You don't. There's nothing that has changed about your face <laughs> and your your goatee and any of right. it since 2012 when I met you. And, uh, I just don't understand you are, whether it's the the clear conscience, 11 hours of sleep, going to bed at eight o'clock. I don't know what it is, man, but it's, it's working. working. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's working. So, uh, thanks for taking the time to join me today and man, give our best to, to Lindia and, uh, and just know from Holly and I, we love, we love you. We're thankful for you. and, And thanks for the impact that you've made on our lives. Been my privilege. And we love you guys too. Yeah. Well, that, there we go, everybody. Uh, Chuck Saylor, the the man, the myth, the legend. And I'll, I'll tell you what, what a privilege to get to have him today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye now.